She was a month old yesterday. Wow. My gosh, time flies. Thanks, Owen. Wow. Wow. Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into my dabbling with poetry between 2004 and 2008, when I was in high school. Each week, we hear a selection read aloud for what may be the first time, and we examine it for its historical, philosophical, and literary qualities, always asking, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron, and I'm dragging my dear friend Dave with me on this journey into my old private journal. Dave! Are you awake? Uh, physically, yes. Emotionally, questionable. Mentally, not even a little bit. Well, I guess that's about all we can ask for at this point. Yeah! <laughs> Since I can't ask for a poem, Dave. Oh, hey, I worked really hard. I sat down at my desk after arriving to the recording late, uh, and I wrote down two lines of a poem about coffee but I didn't get anywhere with it. Oh, well, let's hear this work in progress. This work in progress. Meant to murder bugs, bitter and delicious. That's as far as I've gotten. Now, you're just dropping a truth bomb there at the in the first line. Uh, yeah. Was coffee originally a, a pesticide? No, 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 no. Caffeine uh, developed over time as a way to kill uh, pests on on the plant itself oh evolutionarily yes oh and it's really cool because it actually arose multiple times the same compound so uh some convergent evolution that happened uh across different areas are you saying there's there's other plants with caffeine in it or there are other coffee plants throughout oh there are other plants with caffeine in it have you heard of this thing called tia Oh yeah. Right? Nope. Yep. That that is a plant. And how there's green tea and black tea <sighs> and Yeah, there's a lot of different plants. Oh fascinating. Yeah, so um your your coffee poem unfinished. <laughs> Fine, I'll I'll just add a final line, which is Oh I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, because of the diuretic properties. Hilarious, yeah. Dave. I'm funny. Way to go to that potty humor. That's literally the only kind of humor I know. Well, I have for us today the poem One Hour and 23 Seconds, which in our season two opening, you thought it might be a reference to um, John Cage's work of silence. This is not nearly as exciting. Um, (laughs) And it's not silence. So we are in that gray space of, of... mediocre excellence which is um mediocre excellence if that isn't our definition (laughs) (laughs) maybe not even excellence mediocre existence existence that's that's far far better of a category here are you ready to hear this not really but go ahead oh cool okay (laughs) one hour and 23 seconds a pointless phone call so late in the night it shouldn't be going on A conversation I look forward to. A mindless talk of smoothies, movies, and music fill these conversations. And yet, they are the most relevant conversations I've had. Life passes us by, but as we talk, time stands still. 
a time for reflection and fortune-telling, the most insignificant conversations that makes me feel more alive than ever. Okay. Are you sitting down, Aaron? Sit sit down. Make sure you're uh, sitting uh, down. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm, he, he, he's sitting down. Okay. Whew. Yeah. I don't thoroughly dislike this one. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I actually like this one. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of good. <laughs> ah, that's way overstating it. I could be uh, convinced into thinking it's actually all right. So we have gotten to a point where we both kind of like this. Where we are both okay with it. We're both okay with it. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Um, so first impressions beyond a general not distaste. <laughs> Is there something that stood out? I have a specific line that stood out to me as something that, that kind of made me go, oh, I like this. Um, but the thing that piqued my interest was the mindless talk of smoothies, movies, and music. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, we are on the same brainwave here. Um, first of all, smoothies, movies, and music. That is a that is just a fun line. Um, that's a good line. Yeah, I think that's what I love about this, and I because it's it's just reminiscent of conversations that when you take a ten thousand. What is? I never get that phrase right. What is the height that you say? Four hundred sixty-three thousand feet. Um, 10,000 foot view. Sure, that works. I don't okay. actually know. <laughs> when you take that aerial view of a conversation that two friends have, it's just a rambling mess that, that goes nowhere and right. nothing is accomplished. And yet, this is an ode to that. Oh, uh, but I, I think that's why I enjoy this is because I have experienced so many of these conversations, uh, whether it's with friends or uh in romantic relationships and i mean like when you and i were in seminary together mm. and we were paired together for our first year we had long rambling conversations playing minecraft and uh talking about absolutely nothing of value mm -hmm. we listened to records on the record player uh, checked out not, from the library yeah not because we're cool but because we had a record player and we found some speeches from carl bart <laughs> okay to be fair you listened to that on your own time that was so good though it was we listened fun. to bernstein's mass and yeah. uh jesus christ superstar oh yeah and some stravinsky yeah we did, we did. i mean we did stravinsky yeah we listened to some good stuff yeah, good is interesting. <laughs> we listened to an eclectic collection of weirdness, and I yeah. kind of loved that. It was great, but yeah, yeah, it's these kind of it's those kind of conversations that are just bonding moments. Yeah. So yeah, okay. Uh, moving through the poem, and yet there are more relevant conversations. Or these, oh gosh, and yet they are the most relevant conversations I've had. I have heard from so many people the experience of laying out on like a trampoline or whatever and stargazing and you're not talking about the stars or whatever but you're talking about like aliens and movies and then you get into those deep conversations about what it actually is about you know and i feel like that's kind of what this is leading towards it starts off with smoothies and movies and music and it moves into what does it matter? Hmm. 
Yeah. It, um, how small talk can provide so much meaning. No. Or like uh, doctors talk about it as the doorknob question. They'll oh. have a uh, a normal visit where somebody's just coming in for a physical and, you know, nothing's going on. And as the per as the doctor has their hand on the doorknob, that's when the person says, oh, also my foot's been falling off. So could you take a look at that, please? Kind of lay the, lay the groundwork through just the normal everyday talk about the weather type stuff. And then... How's it going? Live in the dream. Yeah. What I found when I was reading back um, this poem is how much I've missed small talk mm. over the last several years. That's partially due to the due to the pandemic. We've been more locked down, and the, those opportunities to just be together with people and shoot the breeze is has right. been fewer and far between. But I think it also happens as you get older, and and that quote unquote free time gets filled up with all this junk. Yeah. Or with me staring randomly at my phone. Let's be honest. I waste a lot of time <laughs> doing things when I could be calling up friends and right. shooting the breeze or having small talk, like just mm -hmm. unplugging the brain small talk with people. Well, and I feel like you and I are at the the more difficult edge of that. Like our our kids are too young to be in sports or whatever. Or like even normal activities. And also, you know, the stinking pandemic that sure. canceled a lot of things. But like I feel once kids get older, there's a little more built in time for that. Mm. Although I'm sure I will find a way to just, you know, sit on my phone as my kids play their sports because I'm apparently obsessed and I need help with that. <laughs> it's it's everyone's addiction at this point. But um, yeah. yeah, I think... I think you're right. There's, there's, and maybe older parents of older kids will just be laughing at our naivety here. But I think yeah, there is a true. sense where, like, you can be a little less like helicoptery around, like, okay, kid, you're at the, you're at the playground now. Now I'm gonna go talk to adults right. over here, and and you do your thing. Um, we're not quite at that stage yet, and no. so that's true. All conversations revolve around. Well, you know what she did the other day, <laughs> which are great conversations, but not smoothies, movies, or music. No. Yeah. So Aaron, what kind of smoothies are you drinking recently? You know, the last smoothie Abby made was when she did a splurge random buy of like Costco frozen fruit. So I think it was <laughs> strawberry banana. I think she actually put some, some spinach in there because we had yeah. some that needed to be used if i remember sure. correctly it wasn't bad Yuck. it wasn't bad it's fine i i my uh my mother-in-law makes those and like they they i'll say this they look terrible they are delicious <laughs> like because she'll put in like all these greens but then it's like really good and i i don't know it's just funny yeah i mean Abby uh, introduced me to Java Juice. I think that's called coffee? Jamba Juice. Sorry. Jamba, Jamba Juice. That's a different <laughs> Java Juice I introduced to Abby. <laughs> she is now as much of a coffee fiend as I am. But um, And I introduced you to the Java Jive because I love the Java and it loves me. Java and tea and the coffee and me. I like how we've circled back to coffee. 
right? Always yeah. about coffee. Always about coffee. This <laughs> this podcast brought to you by coffee. Yeah, <laughs> not a specific company. No, nope. but just coffee. Coffee. The the platonic ideal of coffee. <laughs> so I think yeah, I think that's that's a good point. Is that it's the place where we are at with our families, and the place where we are at in our world with the pandemic coming out of that has made small talk very difficult. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, and I, I also think I've just um, convinced myself otherwise in my head. Good work. <laughs> yep. I was going to say something and then I uh, talked myself out of it. So no, now you have to say it. Okay. So I was, I mean, within our, within our show, we sometimes try and like, pick apart the toxic nature of, of masculinity. And um, I can I can tell you the context of this. This was a uh, f- phone conversation I had with a girl who was <gasps> a friend. So I was lamenting in my head the fact that men tend to not um, treasure small talk as much. Sure. But then I was thinking... And even within these categories of movies and music, and you can throw the the more um, stereotypical uh, like sports and yeah. cars or whatever. I mean, people people have their passions, right? And when people come, get around and shoot the breeze about what seems like quote unquote manly topics, yeah, um, they're still having small talk. Well, but it is seen as not masculine. Like I think that is when. <sighs> I'm trying to find the right words for this too. But I I think that you make a good point around uh, even when men are talking about nothing, when we talk about our lawns and whatnot. Oh my gosh. In that horrible uh, middle class way, we don't consider it to be small talk in the same way. You know, it's, it's just what men do. And we, we try and manify it. We try and, turn it into something bigger than it is because we can't be like women. We can't talk in the same way and we can't talk about our feelings or about our ideas. We try and couch them in other things. I mean, yeah, I, it, yeah. And it, and it just stays there. It, it, you, you can't talk about a quarterback's um, broken ankle and then suddenly be talking about like, I'm really worried about, uh death mortality i mean like it might be there it might be one conversation away as you see an idol fall on the field right but it doesn't come up right it's never actually stated in that way yeah and it doesn't lend itself to that um Mm-mm. i keep thinking about like i i know some of my friends will say oh we should get together and have a whiskey or whatever and that's a way of abstracting a deeper conversation. There's always a way to try and have something else that is the primary focus. I don't know that I've ever had a friend say, hey, I need to talk about something real with you. It's always, we should hang out and play video games. And then <laughs> it needs to be uh, like a subterfuge. There's like three layers of spy work of I'm having a really difficult time and I need to talk to somebody, but I can't let anybody know that I need to talk to somebody. So, Dave, I think we should start a podcast. That sounds good. Yeah. Like as a way to like 
develop our friendship you and know, like or talk just, to each other. Yeah, just just have these random conversations. But you put put some like meaning behind it. Oh, and, mm. and I mean it's it's couched within this podcast structure. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I mean there's nothing nothing subterfuge about that. <laughs> <laughs> Solid work. Good effort. No, I mean you're you're entirely right. Um and I think As we've, we've, we've talked about this on and off air, quote unquote, whatever that means for a podcast. But um, yeah, these conversations, mm-hmm. what we are doing here is the meaningful small talk that we otherwise would have. But it took this to get us uh, talking again on, yeah. on a more weekly basis. And I don't know, should we close up shop and just keep doing the no, we want to do it. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we would always find an excuse because yeah. we there's always something else we need to be working on. Or oh, there we go. That's a big part of it too. The productivity oh, culture. Late things. stage capitalism. Woo! We have to be earning pennies and, and cre- creating a product. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, this has gotten very meta. I was thinking about that so much yesterday because I just started making some more stuff uh, doing woodworking. And I was thinking, okay, so if I sell this for this and then I can use this to make this and then I can blah, 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 blah. And I thought, man, I used to just come out here and like goof around and make things that didn't work. Yeah. We are very much a product of... um... Product yeah. of the culture, but I mean, yeah, late stage capitalism and, and the monetization of time, yeah, which makes small talk feel like a pointless endeavor and, and unfruitful. And so, returning to the poem, seeing an hour and twenty three seconds of a, what is called a pointless phone call and mindless talk, even in high school. I had that language around what otherwise is just a, a beautiful time with with friends. It's it's a it's friendship. Uh, yeah. Hmm. We are very skillful in <laughs> in commodifying this kind of stuff. Yeah. But again, this podcast that point... brought to you by Anchor by Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that pointlessness. Uh, of the conversation is the value of it too. Um, I think burnout is a real thing that we need to consider whether it's in our job or in how we interact with others. I think we can get burnt out on human interaction because we never get to have these mundane conversations or we push past these mundane conversations to get to something we see as important that is really just, you know, Another check in the box. There you go. Another yeah. check in the box. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, if a conversation is not meaningful within a matter of seconds, is it worth investing in? Um, right. And again, that, that language of investing. Yeah. Um, this podcast is also brought to you by Karl Marx. Is that getting cut, Aaron? <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so this is this is fascinating. I can I remember the specific conversation that that prompted this. It was uh, um, we had a phone that was cordless. People, 
Whoa! Yeah, there was the kitchen phone that was still on a cord, but then we had a walkable phone. And um, (laughs) I don't remember when that was introduced into my life, but it was a game changer because it meant that on these late nights, and I'm assuming this is in maybe early May or something, but this, this probably was in the first weeks of summer. Hmm. And so it's it's a, a time when I could stay up real late. Yeah. And um, this was a conversation that flowed over from an MSN Messenger chat <laughs> where uh, everyone else was offline and it was just like, well, we, we could go to sleep or, hey, if I call you right away and you answer right away, then no one would be woken up by the ring. And so um, called and had this conversation out in the garage, just pacing, go. pacing around the cars. Um, and it was probably one thirty-two by the time it wrapped up. So can I ask, you've said this is a friend that was a girl. Was, was there any romantic tendencies in this? <sighs> That's a question I've been asking myself, because this is with one of the people who other poems have been about. Okay. But at this point, I'm not remembering because it did really just become a friendship. I honestly don't remember. Let me put my own spin on that for sure. you. If there is a romantic undertone to the conversation, it doesn't show up in the poem. Because, like, it's just a, it's uh, the poem itself is a conversation about the conversation. There are these lines about time standing still as we talk together, reflections and fortune telling. It's not about actually the relationship between you and this person at all. Mm -mm. Like it's Mm -mm. not even about the friendship. It's about what that conversation means. Yeah, it really is an ode to a conversation. Yeah. Well, this is always a conversation I look forward to every week. (laughs) The mindless talks. Um, But we, we should come to a conclusion um and that conclusion has oh shoot you were you were so close on that one i was so close um <sighs> just throw it over good or garbage dave <laughs> <laughs> Originally, I was going to say that my prediction uh, would have been better uh, if we were just silent for four minutes and 30-some seconds, whatever the John Cage song is. Yeah, I don't Sorry, know. whatever the John Cage song, largest air quotes in the history of the world, is. Um, but I will actually say, on a scale of good to garbage, I think you're right. This was a mindless conversation that ranged from toxic masculinity to how we understand relationships to what smoothies we're drinking um and i think there's some good in that i'm not saying the poem's good but it's definitely approaching good yeah (laughs) i'm trying to think of like what that would be within like the the metaphorical um range like like uh this is Seinfeld. Oh gosh, <laughs> a show about a show nothing. about nothing. We are going to end this week with the words of a true poet. 
This week coming to us from January Gill O'Neill, a living writer. So you can look up her work um, wherever uh, books are sold, or, I guess. Um, anyway, uh, her poem is called In the Company of Women. And I'll read just a selection of it here. Make me laugh over coffee. Make it a double, make it frothy. So it seethes in our delight. Make my cup overflow with your small happiness. I want to hoot and snort and cackle and chuckle. Let your laughter fill me like a bell. Let me listen to your ringing and singing as Billie Holiday croons above our heads. Sorry, the blues are nowhere to be found. Not tonight, not here. Hmm. There's more to it, but... um. But you can hear that conversation. Yeah. Like that that makes yeah. me so happy. It's such a it's such a lively, like just fun conversation being had between friends. Um, and you just want to be a part of it. And that um, line, fill me up like a bell. Ah Yeah. And the then let me listen to your ringing and singing. Yeah. Gosh. Okay, I take it back. Your poem was terrible. In comparison. <laughs> yeah. It was it was not the the of strong of brew as this. Um, and oh my gosh, Dave. Yes. We started with your garbage poem about coffee. Yeah. We ended. Oh, and it's coffee. It's, it's a conversation over coffee. We did it. <laughs> Perfect ten. Okay. Well, to go out on a good note, this has been my bad poetry. Now go drink some coffee. Oh no, that's not how it goes. Oh, no, now no. go write your own bad poetry. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> Rhyme free doesn't matter. It's my